a new beginning. Just in time. WFOD begins now. <laughs> Good try, scumbag. I am joined by my good friend, Mr. Drunkard STL, on the Twitters. Howdy. And guys, the king of pranks, the albino alligator, the Duke of Denim, Mr. Travis Hulse is here. Hey, baby. Ooh. Hey, baby. Wow. What are you doing, yeah, man? Getting you know, primed up. Getting primed up. I'm in Ooh. a saucy mood tonight. Guys, coming up after the break, we're going to be talking to David Lipper. He's an actor. Uh, Travis, he was... Uh, he was a viper on Full House. Full House. He was huh? DJ Tanner's boyfriend. DJ Tanner dated somebody before she dated Aladdin? Who's Aladdin? Oh, uh, you know that, Scott uh, something, right? Scott something, yeah. Uh, the voice of Aladdin in the original cartoon. That was uh, DJ Tanner's boyfriend for yeah. a long time. Uh, no, maybe Viper. I think Viper was on like the last two seasons. He was also in uh, uh, John Stamos's band. He was the oh, drummer. Oh, she probably in the band. broke up with her main squeeze to like. Probably make... for the bad boy, yeah. I think uh, the bad boy is going to make him jealous. Then they got back together or some shit. All right, that's cool. So, full house, huh? Yeah. So what about that Kimmy Gibbler? Oh, drunk. What's with you guys and Kimmy Gibbler? <laughs> think about, I mean, think about Kimmy Gibbler a little bit. I don't want to think about Kimmy Gibbler, Travis. Why We're going to talk to David Lipper. Hey, you know what? John Stamos, he said that uh, that he got the Olsen twins fired, like, right off the bat. So I'm going to ask him about that, Travis. That, uh, which is amazing. Like, I saw that story. is like, oh, yeah, John Stamos got these babies fired for being babies. <laughs> He's like, they're crying too much. Get the fuck out of here. Did, did, he, not have they, enough, did he not have enough Oikos? Yeah. Did you try to get the Olsen twins fired? I didn't. I did it. I didn't try. I didn't. You got them well, fired. Okay, so here's the pilot, right? We're going. To, we're we're doing the the that scene. I don't know if there was a Joey and I were changing the baby, right? Mm-hmm. We, and we didn't know. And Danny's gone, and so I said, take care of the kids. Yeah, we got it. We got it. You know, and we didn't. And so we're carrying the baby downstairs, mm-hmm. and I think I was holding her in the armpits, and Dave was holding her little feet, like I think. And we take her in the kitchen, and we hose her down, and and you know, fan her, fan. We put a fan on her. We wrapped her up in paper towels and stuck her. She was, great. both of them. They wanted to be anywhere else but there, and so did I. It, right, because like, they were eleven months old. They were eleven months old, and God we bless were... them. And they kept switching this one. This one's not going to cry. This one, Mary Kate yeah. and Earl, 
Ashley. I Almost could, like kids shouldn't act. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Almost like we should protect them from these things. <laughs> well, they did okay. Yeah. And you know, all our kids did pretty good off, off that show. But Well, then they got more babies in there, and he's like, fuck! <laughs> these babies are worse! Get the original babies in here! But Travis, how great is it that the story comes out like days before... I'm yeah. talking to a guy who was on Full House. It, it, yeah, it like, works out. It's great. That's that story didn't even come out when they rebooted Full House for Fuller House. No, Stamos right? has been holding on to that one. Travis, uh, Kimmy Gibbler, would you? Yeah, probably. Like in, in her day, sure. Yeah, of course. The, the thing is drunk. But would she? No, no. But would Bullshit. you? Bullshit. You think she would? Oh, I think she would. Yeah, man. Yeah, she just had that look. Huh. Kimmy Gibbler was DTF, baby. Do you see the way she she would come and she would talk to DJ Tanner about her love life, and she'd be just like smirking, like, "Come on, DJ Tanner." <laughs> well, probably because she wanted to lick DJ Tanner too. Oh, come she'd be on, like, guys! DJ, come DJ on, guys! Tanner. This is the Viper episode. You, DJ Tanner, you fuck! This is ridiculous. What you're doing? Live your life. Let your hair down, DJ Tanner. Yeah. Do it like me. Yeah, live your life like a Gibbs, like a Gibblers. <laughs> uh, Travis, uh, oh. <laughs> what a great name, by the way. Like right. whoever Kimmy fucking Gobbler. Oh, <laughs> oh no, you can't go there, buddy. <laughs> oh, drunk. Gobble, 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 gobble. <laughs> Didn't she date that one dumb fuck? That super dumb guy, like that was like super dark hair. And she just kind of let him around, like it was just like almost like her fuck toy. Yeah. Travis, do you want to? I I put a uh, a song in it with a uh, AI Travis rapping. What did I rap about? I you rapped about peeing your pants. Of course. Do you want to hear AI Travis rap about peeing his pants? Let me hear it. Okay. Let me hear it. The documents were posted on Discord, an instant messaging platform popular with gamers. They're believed to have been posted on a server named Thug Shaker Central as early as mid-January by the leaker who called himself OG. Travi on the rhymes. OG, he doing time? Shaker. But if we talk in leaking, you know I'm peeing mine. They call Thug. me Travi Pee Pants. And that is what I do. Thug Shaker And that Central. Thug Central Shaker. Looks like they do it too. Today, Thug. the Justice Department arrested... Jack Douglas Teixeira Shaker. in connection with an investigation into alleged unauthorized Thug. removal, retention, and transmission of classified national Shaker. defense information. Teixeira is an employee of the United States. I'm never going to get tired of the story of the guy leaking all the documents on Thug's Shaker Central. Hey, look uh, who I am, guys. It's yeah. still disgusting to me <laughs> how much that sounds like me. <laughs> Oh, dude! I thought it, I thought it was you. I had to ask. Yeah, if it was, he did. Yeah, I played it for drunk earlier, and he goes, "Did you get Travis to record that?" I was like, "No, no that's the, I just have fucking, a Travis." It's fucking bananas how much that sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the fact that that dude played, that yeah, posted that was that was like on a it was like Thug Shaker Discord, right? Yeah. Thug Shaker like, Central, Travis. So Thug Shaker is like a uh, apparently like a meme, like a Rick Roll thing, right? Like. I don't it's, know what Thug Shaker is. Yeah, well, apparently from from my internet uh, studies, Thug Shaker is like it's something that people post, and there's like a link, and then it's like 
a a black fella like shaking his ass, right? <laughs> so it's it's like a it's like a rickroll thing. You can look it up. Like this is what I get is like it's just like a weird So it's a Discord based on a meme about a black a, guy shaking his ass. That's a hundred percent what it is. The Discord based on a meme about a black guy shaking his ass. And this guy just fixes printers tracks. And and this military guy was in there and apparently was looking for clout. So he like dropped a bunch of like military secrets. Yeah, no, I love that story. It's so great because it's, it's so crazy. us. That's the world now. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> like you're looking for clout wherever you are. So any way you can get it, that's how you post it. And then when when it finally drops and it comes out and you're like being persecuted, it comes out the fact that you are essentially posting these things in a Rickroll 4chan. <laughs> <laughs> it was like mostly about uh, uh, Minecraft, I think. The, right? Yeah, the it was. It was like a video game thing, I think. Like, guys, they just... look, at the, look at this house I built in the video game. Uh, yeah, like, look, I carved out this place for a really fucking sweet fountain. You want to know some state secrets? Guys, look, I work for the government. <laughs> You want to know the secret passcode for the FBI building in Quantico? <laughs> <laughs> also, sweet fireplace near Minecraft house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we could. You know what? We we already talked about it a couple of weeks ago, Travis. But we could keep talking about it because I I love that story. I it's I, I want to just do a fan podcast about that guy. It's um, like nothing like. You know the Assange thing, the WikiLeaks. It's nothing like. No, Snowden. it's not it's journalism. None it's of just that. a tip. It's shit. like it's like if we were in like a fucking pick your weird ass OnlyFans porn star person that you liked, and we created a Discord, and it was just a bunch of fucking like 150 horny fucking middle aged white guys right. like talking about Bell Delphini or some shit, and I was like, oh, by the way, I work for the CIA. Uh, we tried to take out, you know, whatever government leader yesterday. Yeah, no, <laughs> you know, like they, here's the details. They had a guy that was in the Discord group on like 60 Minutes or something, Travis, and uh, they they had him anonymous, you know, like so they had just had the silhouette, you know, because yeah. you can't know who this dipshit is because of course. Uh, and, and like you know, he said, yeah, I think he was talking about like you know, he doesn't like paying taxes. Like they're trying to make him into like this uh, wig, Che Guevara. Yeah. Yeah, uh, guy. When when he was just a dumbass twenty something year old who was like trying to get fucking props on the internet. Yeah, guys. Uh, uh, David Lipper. He's in a movie. Is coming out as the Curse of Wolf Mountain. It's, it's like a slasher movie. Travis, they're running around in the woods. There's a guy dressed up like a wolf stabbing people. It's it's really something. So uh, we're gonna talk to him when we come back. Stick around. Stay tuned. What did you see? Something was there with us. There could be dangers in unlocking these memories, AJ. Don't you want to know what happened to Mom and Dad? Of course I do. Look, I'm going up to Wolf Mountain. You heard of the legend of Wolf Mountain? They say there's a wolf man up there. Maybe female young hikers. What are you scared of? What I might find. So, what brings you guys out here in the middle of nowhere? Did you guys hear that? They're gone. 
Ooh, spinach again. Oh, you must not have heard. Spinach is fun now. Tyreek the tortoise. Eat your greens, motherfucker. <laughs> Hallucinogenic spinach. Making spinach fun. Whoa, mommy, catch me. I'm falling. Get yours today in the parking lot of Costco. Eat your greens, motherfucker. It's time once again for the Hollywood Beat with your inside source, Drunk. And this week, Drunk talks to Vin Diesel about his new film, Fast X, in theaters May 17th. Magnet cars and space cars. What kind of cars are we doing in this one? People all the time ask me about the iconic cars in this mythology. Well, yeah, they're car movies. Which is why we cast cars like other films cast actors. Do they have IMDb pages, you weirdo? Mike, 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 Michael Moore. Mike, Mike, Michael Mike, 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 oh, Mike, 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 oh, God says kill, you kill. Once again. WFOD. Wheelbarrow full of dicks. Welcome back. Our guest tonight is the writer-director of a new film. It's called The Curse of Wolf Mountain. It's going to be on digital May 9th. Uh, guys, David Lipper is on the program. I wanted to ask you about Danny Trejo's record that he's chasing, and if you're, you're aware of it. Is it the most films ever made by a human being? He's probably up there on that one, too. But no, he is high in the running for most deaths on film. 
Yeah, I think he already has it, doesn't he? Well, I don't know. Christopher Lee had it, and Danny Trejo has been chasing it. I I think he's there, but he could still be chasing it. Let's just say he's been killed an awful lot of times in an awful lot of movies. Uh, Did that come up in contract negotiations? Because you you produced this one, too. Did you say, okay, Danny, you die? And he's like, yes. Yeah. uh, He was, first off, he's one of the nicest guys in the business. Oh, yeah. I I imagine. Uh, He really, he's just a gem of a human being. If you know his story, I mean, this is a guy who, by all means, was written off for for nothing. I mean, he was in jail. His life was over. He could have gone the way of so many people and just said, I got dealt a bad deck. And and instead, he got sober. He changed his perspective. He changed his way of dealing with life. He worked his butt off. And I find him one of the most inspiring human beings I've ever met. So... Uh, so just the presence of a man like that, that you know has been through it. He's been through jail and alcoholism and uh, gangs and all of it and turns into a brand. I mean, it, sure. you know, here in L.A., we've got his donuts. We've got his tacos. You know, Trejo is is everywhere. My dog, Dylan, is asking to join us. I'm going to let him in here. <laughs> Come on in, Dylan. Um, so, so, you know, there's a presence that comes with him. Um, and so when we have these kinds of conversations, like, Hey, Danny, are you okay with this? His response is just like, yeah, he's just having fun. I think he just (laughs) appreciates the life he has knowing how dark it could have been and how dark it was. And I think he has an appreciation for life that most people take for granted. Now we're, we're talking about the cast of your movie, a big Ranger Dennis fan. Ah. <laughs> Can't okay. find anything on Ranger Dennis. Ranger Dennis doesn't have an IMDb. Where did so you get did Ranger you Dennis? Dooley. So Dooley is, um, I think his handle is like Dooley Funny. Is he a comedian? He, he is a comic who's got a giant following on Instagram. Um, that's how I found him through uh, somebody who said, you got to take a look at this kid. And um, he's almost like another Chris Tucker. I mean, he's so funny. Um, and he he does these bits on social media. Like I said, huge following um, and somehow had not been discovered yet for films. And so once I got a chance to look at, at his stuff, I said, I'm going to cast this kid for sure. And um <laughs> You know, I have a. I'm, you'll see this as a as a trend on the movies that I direct. I always put comedians in my films. Um, if I can put a few stand up comics, I put a few stand up comics in. But at the very least, actors that are very good with comedy, because I always find the comedy in in everything I do, uh, especially when I'm dealing with genres like horror. They only work when we get a nice break from the pain with a good laugh. Uh, and um, and you need guys like this. He he's almost like a, a cross between one of the Three Stooges and and Chris Tucker. He's just he's just so funny. This kid he cracks me up so much. So I I, I got to do a lot of little improv bits with him and Eddie McClintock, who's an old friend of mine who plays cousin Rick. Um, you know, there's a there's a really funny scene between the two of them when they they're both kind of running for their lives and they bump into each other. Not sure if they're each other's allies or enemies. Um, 
so, so yeah, so that's where that kid came from. Um, and like I said, he does have his fans out there, so I'm sure there'll be plenty who know him. Um, but Don is an actor, more of a social media personality who does funny clips. That's the, that's who that guy is. So it, it seems like the, uh, the, the producing thing is really kicked up in the last couple of years. And, and I, from talking to people, I kind of got a vibe that, uh, a lot of people get the question, well, why don't you just write your own stuff? Is that what eventually happened to you? You got tired of hearing, yeah. well, why don't you just write your own stuff that you just said, okay, I will. So it's funny is I, I'm one of those guys who just lives and breathes movies. You know, I'm a bit of a mer- movie nerd. I, I watch a lot of movies. I've read up on a lot of movies. I've read a lot of books about writing and structure. And of course I've been an actor my whole career. So um, I, I studied acting my whole life. I taught acting at the Chubbuck school for many years. So I'm one of those guys that really likes to get into all that stuff. And I used to give notes to writer friends of mine, really successful writers. They would always bring me their scripts and say, Hey Dave, would you mind doing a pass? Give give, give me some notes because you always have such great notes. And, and so I would do that. And, and I had this idea in my head. I wondered where do all those dear Santa letters go? You ever think about that? Right. Every year we write all these freaking letters. They go out. Where do they go? I mean, do they throw them out? Do they just go in a pile? Where, where, and so I asked the post office, I said, where do the letters go? And they said, cause I think about stupid things like this. Yeah. And I want to know the answer. And then they go, well, anything with an address, we, we send it to the address. And I went, well, I mean, what do people put on there? They put the North, North Pole. Pole. Yeah. And I said, well, wait a sec. What if there's like a S clause could be Sam Klaus who lives on North Pole road. Maybe there's a North Pole road in Canada. Anyway, this was like, yeah, yeah. In my head. And so I called a buddy of mine as a huge writer. And I said, I got a really good idea. I think I got a Christmas movie that could be phenomenal. And I started putting in my head kind of some of the structure. And he said, Dave, why don't you write it? And I went, huh? <laughs> he said, write the movie. And I was like, huh? And I was on location. So this had in- never occurred to you before. No, it never occurred to me to write my own script. Huh. And um, I literally, like, I'm a little slow. I needed uh, him to basically say, you should write it. You're a good writer. You give great notes. And I just thought, yeah, I give great notes, but writing, I mean, I'm not a writer. And then I was like, you know what? I'm on location. My movie got pushed. I didn't even know what to do in this hotel room. I'm going bananas. I'm going to read McKee's book. I've already read the writer's journey. I already read stop the cat. I'm like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to take a crack at this. And I wrote this Christmas movie. It got optioned long story short, too late. I, uh, it got optioned and came back to me a few times. And finally I just said, well, I'm producing now. Why don't I just make it myself? And I did. And that movie will be premiering on the up TV network this Christmas holiday season, November, December, and do, it's called a Christmas letter. Do, do you find um, out the answer to the question or did you, you make do. up an answer? You, you, you do. You're going to have to watch the movie. Oh, I'm going to this. Now I want to know. You can't it's, give me a hint. It, uh, well, I kind of gave a few hints in, <laughs> okay. in the thought process. So, but this movie I'm really, really proud of. And so that was the first screenplay that I wrote. And the fact that people have optioned it and paid me money for it, even though it fell out and never got made, 
finally I got to make it and I starred in the movie as I always had wanted to. I wrote the lead name character, David. <laughs> You're going to notice in all the scripts I write that there's a guy named David. That's usually the guy I'm playing. That's how I got into, into writing. The way I got into producing really is a buddy of mine said, let's write a horror movie together. I'll direct it. You star in it. I'm sick and tired of waiting for the phone to ring. Let's just do our own thing. And I said, okay. Um, and we wrote this movie called The Unwilling. It's been absolutely crushing it on AVOD. It's got uh, 6 million views on one YouTube channel alone. Anyway, that's how it started. And we I wasn't supposed to produce the movie. I was just writing it and starring in it. And then it, we ended up in a situation where somebody kind of had to step up on the producing side. And I did. And then I said, wow, maybe I'm, I can do this. But I don't want to do this. So let's just say I, I learned a lot and let's move on. And then, of course, somebody saw the movie, a friend of mine, actually, who I'd worked with and said, hey, I wrote this movie with you in mind for the lead. It's called Reboot Camp. Would you mind uh, doing this movie and, and helping out on the producing side? And I was like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> and uh, so I produced that one in 2019. It was a phenomenal film. Um, it's out now on all the AVOD platforms like Tubi for free. Um, but it's got Jerule and David Koechner, Ed Begley Jr. And we won the Austin Film Festival. We won Maui. We won the Garden State Film Festival. We won Cinequest. It just caught a wave of, I think it's 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it, it, it just was, was one of those things. But, but now I got a critically acclaimed film. And a successful horror film under my belt, both as producer, people started flying at me. You know, people were watching and saying, hey, I got a film. Do you want to try and produce this? And finally, I landed on Deathlink, which was uh, a horror film. And I said, you know what? I'm going to direct this one. Uh, my friend Seth Howard said, why don't you direct? Just like the, my other friend had said, why don't you write? So the other friend said, why don't you direct? And I'm like, direct? What do you mean? I'm not a director. And he's like, you are, you've been directing actors for all these years. Why don't you just do this? And I went, you think I can? He's like, yes, I think you can. And I went, maybe I can. And that's how I started directing. And that was in March, actually February of 2020, when we were on the ground prepping. And by the beginning of March, we were shooting. And so are you people, at a point now where you're just saying, well, shit, I should have just been doing this the whole time. Well, <laughs> I get, at this point, I don't even know if I'm any good or if I know what I'm doing or think I know what I'm doing, but I certainly prepped the hell out of this movie. And um, and lo and behold, it's a damn good thing I did because what happened in March of 2020? Yeah. Pandemic. Everything shuts out. down. Yeah. So uh, I don't know what's going on. My craft service guy apparently is in the hospital having panic attacks. I'm like, what do you what do you mean he's having panic attacks? What? So like he's having a breakdown. He was in the supermarket trying to get toilet paper and sanitizer, and he was fighting people for it. They brought him back to the war. I'm like, what are you talking about? Send him to Costco. They have lots of toilet paper. They got lots of sanitizer. This is ridiculous. I got to make a movie here. Are you telling me that the guy can't get toilet paper? I'm like, David, I don't know. There's something crazy going out there. I'm like, just go to Costco. And then, you know, we finished that first week. I put the TV on and the president says we're, we're in a pandemic. Now I know what's going on. I didn't know what was happening because right. when you're making a movie, you're locked. Oh, into yeah. The movie. You're you don't know that. what's happening in the outside world. You're kind of already in quarantine. I had a house full of people, my first AD, Elizabeth Blake Thomas, and the second AD. And we were like throwing pages. I said, how do I cut a week? off my schedule <laughs> because uh, there was no way we were going to finish this movie with lockdown coming. And, and, and 
So I learned that not only can I direct, and not only can I act in a film I direct, like in this film, I can cut days, I can be efficient, and uh, I'm not so bad at this. So that's what happened. I finished Deathlink, and we edited while the whole world was in completely shut down and it was cool because I could drive to my editor's house and there wasn't a car on the road. And that's kind of what happened. And then all of a sudden, uh, Elizabeth's like, Hey, I have another movie for you, uh, for you to star in. It's brilliant. You'd be perfect for the lead. And by the way, would you help me produce it? Um, and that's called just swipe. We did very well in that film. It's on Pluto now on pop TV. And then uh, my buddy, Kelly price, who was in reboot camp with me said, Hey, lip, uh, I want to write a movie. And I said, go for it. You know, that's somebody said that to me, go right. And I wrote one. And he's like, great. Can you help me? I said, sure, I'll help you. And uh, that was the beginning of Wolf Mountain, which is now called the curse of Wolf Mountain. And, uh, and Kelly wrote it up. He said, you know, I'd love to star in this. I said, sure, let's go grab two guys and we'll go in the woods. We'll make it for nothing, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and let's see what happens. And of course, nothing goes that simple with me. And what was going to be a micro, I mean, it's still a micro budget, but what was going to be a really micro budget film turned into a much bigger film, um, even though it's still pretty low budget. Uh, and, um, and then I just started doing what I do as a producer. I started bringing people in. I started assembling a team and a really good team. And, um, you know, we still were in lockdown. The vaccine hadn't come out yet. And we're still dealing with the fear of people getting sick. So, so my formula, I had shot just swipe in eight days. Now that was an easy one because look how you and I are talking. Right. The, that movie was me and Jody Sweeten fall in love on, on like zoom, right. On a dating app. So there's a lot of, cause we're in lockdown. It's dating in lockdown. That movie There's a lot of shots where it's like this. So I shot 50 pages in one day as an actor where I shot all my coverage talking, like I'm talking to you yeah. to the camera, like on the zoom calls with her. You know, and then we would have another camera out here for like the in in the world that I'm in shot. But that was kind of it. It was really fast and efficient. Killing nine people in a horror movie in eight days. Yeah, that's that's a lot. Never, ever, ever be attempted. (laughs) And I was out of my mind to even think I could do that. But I did. And uh, and no one got sick. And I kind of had a I knew that. That second week, by the end of that second week is where people start to possibly get sick with COVID. And so I really got to get us in and out before you get there. And that's why I said we got to shoot it in eight days. So we'll do two days on, one day off, six so days. is this before they start saying on TV, oh, it's fine if you're outside? This was partly also Wolf Mountain was is an outside mountain, of course. Right. Where they, so most of this film was outside. So we felt good about that. And, but at this point, no, they were still saying wear masks right. outside. Yeah. All the time. They were saying, you have to, <laughs> so we had everybody in masks outside, never mind inside. That's how crazy it was back then. We had no vaccine. Uh, I had gotten my first dose on the way to set one of the days. They had just started at magic mountain and we shot in the mountains of Castaic, which is right next door to magic mountain. So I said, I'll take a shot. I drove into the drive through. Ma- what's Magic Mountain? Is that Magic Mountain is a, is a giant amusement park, theme roller park? coasters, that stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you were sh- filming near a amusement park? Yeah. So Magic Mountain is in Silmar, Valencia, right around there. Uh, it's a suburb of Los Angeles. Oh, okay. And then just a little past there are these mountains called Castaic. 
And uh, there's a 200 acre ranch where we shot Wolf Mountain. Is, um, is that like a, a movie mountain that they do lots of stuff at or? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. A lot of Westerns. In fact, I just shot a Western there with Heather Graham and Tom Hopper. All the, all the ranches for the studios are out there. Yeah. All right. Like Valencia, Silmar, Castaic. Those are basically, it's all like one hub next to each other of these mountainous uh, ranges that you probably have seen in a million Westerns and things right. like that. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's where we shot uh, Wolf Mountain, which is now called the curse of Wolf Mountain. Why the um, name the, change? You know, the domestic distributor on Cork said, Hey, we want to change the title to the curse of Wolf Mountain. And I said, okay. Okay. Just, um, I believe me, I don't know how to pick a title. So yeah, uh, they want to change it. All I can tell you is I think Kelly's original title was the unremembered. And I said, Kelly, I love you. I, that's a terrible title. I got to change. Really? I'm like, yeah. I said, well, Wolf Mountain is cool. Like we we're talking to you called it Wolf Mountain. Like the, in the, it's a character in the movie. Sure. Why don't we call it Wolf Mountain? It's about a, there's a Wolf Man character. Here, let's let people know what the hell the movie is. So that's how I changed it to Wolf Mountain. And then the distributor called it the curse of Wolf Mountain. David, my, my co-host, he isn't here, uh, but he sent me a uh, full house topic for the show two days ago. Didn't know I was talking to you. Uh, and I said, well, Travis, I'm, I'm talking to a guy who was on full house. I, I have to ask, did you see the John Stamos thing that went viral yesterday where he was talking about getting the Olsen twins fired. Yes, you did. did. You did see it. And I mean, you came later, you were uh, one of the, the girl's boyfriends and that's you were, right. you I were was in, DJ's boyfriend Viper and you were um, in uncle Jesse's band too. I think. That's right. That's right. Uh, so like, you know, the machine was already running at that point, but yeah, I was on season eight, which was the final season of the original full house. And then I came back to the reboot, which was called Fuller House, for a couple of episodes. I saw that. Uh, but, um, yeah, I don't I, – I, I can't confirm or deny. I, I mean, I have no idea what happened in those early days. He said, he said that know. they were 11 months old and they were crying too much. And he said, get, get these kids totally, out of here. Totally possible. John definitely was the star of the show, at least when I was there. That, that was clear to me that, you know, John made sure – he was just a little notch above in terms of status. Oh, so he kind of ran the roost on the set. I think there was a certain amount of, however that worked out um, that he was, there's usually one person, you know, in an ensemble show, like let's say friends. Yeah. Um, it was hard to pick out a star. Like they all were very good collectively when they made their deals and stuff. But John, I think John was, was probably the highest paid guy in the show. I mean, definitely was. And, um, but the Olsen twins were right behind him. So, oh, really? Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I guess, yeah. I guess in the later seasons, they had started making movies and stuff, right? So, oh, God. They were, a, I mean, they became a giant brand. Oh, yeah. They're a multi billion dollar brand. Um, back in my day, you know, I was on in 1994 and 1995. Um, that was the last season. They were already making a lot of money on the dolls and the games and the oh, videos. Sure. But then the, the the father of the Olsen twins, a really smart guy, he made a deal with Walmart. And what he did was he made us back then, DVDs were huge. I know nobody knows what they are anymore. But <laughs> can, now, can you see back, my wall here, David? I, I know what DVDs yet. are. <laughs> well, we still sell them somehow. I mean, it's funny. The distributor's like, yeah. I got you the end cap at Walmart. 
I said, I have no idea what you're talking about. What do you mean? <laughs> and he goes, the DVDs. I said, what DVDs? He yeah. said, the DVDs. They sell DVDs at Walmart? He goes, yeah. Oh, I didn't. I don't. I don't even know who has a DVD player. It's probably probably uh, good for a like a window shopping. You see it at Walmart, and then you go home and find it on streaming. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, I mean, I thought everyone just does it on streaming, but um, I guess people still buy DVDs, and so which is great. Uh, I love that you get artwork and covers. Sure, yeah, it's cool. So back in those days, um, they made a deal with Walmart to go straight to DVD on a bunch of movies, and they cut out distribution. It was kind of brilliant. And they just said, we'll print these DVDs and we'll, sh- we'll, we'll do an exclusive with Walmart. We'll get them in the big box and people will just buy them. And the, you don't have to pay a distributor money. You don't have to pay this guy money and fees and expenses. And they just got the money. Uh, and it worked out very well for them because not only did those movies do well, but then they created all the branded stuff from shoes to right, clothes yeah. and whatever. Uh, and became a giant, giant success. I remember uh, I bumped into them, I think when they were, I think they were like 18 or something, but I saw them in a club. They were already going out. Maybe they were 21. I don't know. Let's just say, let's just say they were <laughs> they, 21. They were 21. I was like, I don't know if you remember me, but they're like, we know who you are. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, still acting? They're like, no, we have an empire. Is that what they yeah. said? We have an empire? <laughs> Something like that. And I think I, I remember talking to John about when I came back for Fuller House, like I said, what happened? Weren't they on the show? And he's like, oh, I, I called them and, you know, they didn't want to do it. They're they're too busy with their with their clothes and their shoes and all that. And right. I'm like, okay. Hey, I mean, you know great. what? Yeah, they, good for they them. Did their whole childhood. And, uh, you know, they got a big business going. And if that's that's all they want to do. Good for them. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's in my blood. I couldn't possibly imagine doing anything else. So the the movie, it's the Curse of Wolf Mountain. Now, the Curse yeah. of Wolf Mountain. The Curse of Wolf Mountain. Uh, it's on digital uh, May 9th. Is that like an on demand thing, or are is there someone yeah, I can send it's, people? It's, it's what they call the TVOD run, right? So when movies come out now, it's kind of like the new box office. It starts on the transactional VODs. So that's your Netflix. Not Sorry, not Netflix. That's your uh, Amazon right. where you can buy or rent. It's iTunes where you can buy or rent. It's Comcast, DirecTV, I think Google Play, um, any of those services where you can buy or rent the movie. It's pretty much on all of them. The general rollout is it does that, then perhaps they make an SVOD deal. That's a subscription VOD that would be like Netflix right. or Hulu or Disney Plus or Paramount Plus. And then it goes to AVOD, which is the advertising VODs, um, which is like Tubi, uh, Freebie. Uh, so or YouTube. it has like a cycle. Yes, it's been a busy time. Uh, I will tell you coming out after this. Look out for Joe Baby with Harvey Keitel and Ron Perlman. Um, we're out to sales on that. Murder Wait, of Hollow what's, Creek. What's Joe Baby? Joe Baby. It's a. It was based on a book. Deshaun Lockman, who you may know from Severance. It's a hot Apple show that's been streaming. Um, also in Jurassic World last year. She was in the 100. The, the main gal in Severance? Yeah, she's the psychiatrist. Oh. It was the big cliffhanger. At the okay. End of the okay. Yeah. Um, and in Jurassic World, she was the villain, you know, who unleashes the dinosaurs into the crowd. Yeah. Um, 
so so she she's fantastic. Willa Fitzgerald's also in it, um, who you may know from Reacher. Uh, just a really good cast and a bigger bigger budget film, much bigger budget film um, on this one. Uh, we shot that in uh, we shot on the casino floor in Biloxi at the Imperial Palace with Harvey as the casino boss. It was pretty cool. Um, so that one's coming. A Place of Bones is coming. The Western I mentioned with with Tom Hopper and Heather Graham. Uh, another film I directed called Murder at Hollow Creek with Mickey Rourke and Casper Van Dien and uh, Jason Patrick, Penelope Ann Miller. Uh, really excited about that one. What's funny is Kelly wrote that one again. It was his follow-up. He said, Lip, you got to make this movie. You got to direct it. And I said, okay, Kel, let's let's put it together. He's like, oh, I'll get some cast. You get some cast. Okay. Um, and uh, And that's what we did. Um, and he said, it's an action thriller. I said, Kelly, Mickey Rourke just showed up in leather pants and a weird Serbian accent for this character. It's a comedy. <laughs> he goes, what? I'm like, this is a comedy. I can't take this seriously. I'm going to bring in some comedic actors. I brought in my buddy, Paul Ben Victor, to play Penelope Ann Miller's husband. If you, Paul, you'll remember from True Romance and a bunch of other uh, amazing films like that. A good character guy. Um, and, and we just had uh, Matt Reif. I brought him back again. So you um, just so made started, it a comedy on the fly? Not only did I make it a comedy, right? But it just won the Montreal Independent Film Festival for Best Comedy. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole time, I was like, Dave, this is not a comedy. I'm like, trust me, it's a comedy. And he's like, but it's not a comedy. I'm like, it's a comedy. Yeah. And, uh, and we just won Best Comedy. So I guess I'm right. Uh, and, uh, God knows it's a sickness with me. I can't help it. I got to bring out the comedy, but, uh, but I had so much fun on that movie. And, uh, so I'm really excited about that one that will come soon, but right now that people could actually go see, uh, on their platforms, reboot camp, uh, the best comedy I've ever done. Um, with, like I said, Jerule, David Koechner, Ed Begley Jr., Chaz Bono, uh, on and on. It's just huge cast. A lot it's of, a, a lot cast. of reality stars too. Uh, I play a, a, just to give you a rundown, I play a fake guru, right? I, my wife left me for a self-help guy. And so I say, I'm going to mess this whole thing up and we're going to shoot a documentary. I'm going to expose the whole thing. I'll pretend to be one of these guys and show how easy, easily people can be duped. And what happens is it blows up into this big thing. All these celebrities start coming and thinking I'm like the next great, whatever, Swami. So, um, so that, and then I, I start believing it which is the funniest thing, which is, you know, a lot of, they say the, the road to, to hell was paved with good intentions. Um, you know, this guy started the same way and then started believing he, he was, you know, one of these God type people. So, um, <laughs> so that's a great film that's free on Amazon prime and, uh, and uh, Tubi, if you, you want to watch on any of those and all those free platforms, uh, Deathlink is free on Amazon Prime. If uh, if you've got Amazon Prime, just swipe is free on Pluto uh, on the on the uh, Pop TV channel. Um, so I got a lot of movies that just came out uh, recently, and now Hunt Club, our newest release, which is on uh, the TVOD platforms, like we talked about for rent to purchase, and The Curse of Wolf Mountain comes out May 9th. Yeah, David, man, it is really cool talking to you. Uh, I appreciate yeah. your time cool and. Thank um, you. It's great talking to you, Travis. We'll do it again. I may have a few more movies coming out. <laughs> Seems like it. <laughs> All right, dude. Thank you. All right, man. We're good. Bye-bye.
David Lipper. He's uh, Travis. He's in a movie. Uh, it's called the, the the Curse of Wolf Mountain. It's on demand now. Uh, it has a uh, the jigsaw in it. Travis it has Danny yep. Trejo in it, and uh, uh, like a, they they have like a slasher man on a, on a mountain when they go camping. He's also done some uh, motion pictures with his ex co star Jody Sweet. Right, some like rom- like a romantic comedy, I think, with uh, but for life. How for life. I think he mentioned that Travis, but how can he be making ro- rom coms with her when he was dating her older sister? He's all oh, that fucking creepy. Mm-hmm. And I I wouldn't doubt if he was also getting it on with Kimmy Gibbler. So, <laughs> oh, that's without a doubt. Travis, uh, picks of the week. Uh, can you imagine how easy Kimmy Gibbler probably was? By the way, then. Still, still. I mean, just in general, Come right? On, like, Travis. didn't her personality like totally scream? Are you I'm talking ready? about the character of Kimmy Gibbler? Yeah, not the actress. Like, I have no preconceived notions about the actress, but the characters just seemed Easy. ready f- for whatever. But she seemed like like a like a fun hang. She seemed like one of the guys, Travis. I didn't. I don't know if like she'd let you stick it in her. I we shouldn't be talking about this on the David Lipper episode, Travis. Oh, shit. Look, uh, well, cut all that out. At, at least a couple fingers. Oh, sorry. Travis, I got a pick of the week. Uh, uh, Pete Davidson has a new show on Peacock. Uh, and, oh, you uh, watch Bupkis? Yeah, and I wouldn't say I'm the biggest Pete Davidson guy, Travis, but he did get uh, Brad Garrett, who I like a lot, and uh, Joe Pesci, Travis, which is it's great to see Joe Pesci doing stuff. He yeah, like this- plays the grandpa. He's in every episode. It's like the second time he's been out of retirement, right? Like he did right. the the Irishman, and then this. Is like and and I I say that I I'm not a Pete Davidson guy, but Pete Davidson's fine. I have no problem right. with Pete Davidson. But the the surrounding cast in this is great. Edie Falco's his mom. Uh, the first scene, he's like jerking off with one of those real virtual reality headsets, and like he jizzes on his mom. Yeah, it's it's really fun to hate on Pete Davidson because of like how successful and how many like super hot broads he's had sex with. Yeah, but it, I, there's not any Pete Davidson vehicle that I've watched and I was like, oh, that sucked. No, it, they're all pretty good. Yeah, no, he's fine in everything. So yeah. I, yeah, I take back what I said, Travis, because what 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 did he do to me? He didn't do shit, and his dad died in nine eleven. So. <laughs> So yeah, butt kiss. My pick that of the week sucks for a kid. Yeah, I, I would not be a fan, uh, Travis. I think that you know, nine eleven would probably have affected me more. Yeah, man, you'd probably be a completely it. different person if your dad died in nine eleven, right? Like you might have made some questionable choices. You know that thing that we all talk about all the time. <laughs> yeah, one of the greatest tragedies in American history, right? And you lo- you lost somebody in that. Yeah, that's probably that probably sucks. Travis, pick of the week. Yeah, Travis's pick of the week this week is uh, the Freebie original uh, program, Jury Duty. Yeah, right. This is getting some. Oh, I watched some, a couple of those. That's a fun show, dude. Travis. This is getting some buzz right now. I had no idea it existed. I heard about this from somebody else. It's it's an office style program, uh, like talking head confessional kind of shit about a jury trying a case of negligence. Uh, but what is different about this, uh, it's not reality. It is scripted, but our main character does not realize that. It, it, so, so it's basically Truman Show. 
Yeah, it's the Truman Show. There's one guy that doesn't realize this is a scripted uh, reality show. Um, and he is so endearing uh, and such a wonderful human being. And every like everybody plays off each other. It, it's not surprising that he was fooled by this. And the reveal at the end is amazing. Like the entire show is wonderful. The comedy is great. The characters that they have cast as these jurors are just Yeah, I heard fantastic. James Marsden is awesome. In the- James Marsden is fucking bananas good. Like, the fact that they were able to bring James Marsden in here and able to, like, structure the show to the point where this guy doesn't realize this is all a con <laughs> is fucking amazing. And I can see why he was fooled, because James Marsden plays, like, an eccentric version of himself. He's like a dickhead who like wants you to he's, know he's famous. Yeah, he's like a half conceited dick, but like he still has some endearing qualities and it's like still James Marsden so you know who he is. Like it's the show is so good and the surrounding cast is so good and the way that they all play off each other is amazing. Uh and the fact that not more people are talking about it is crazy, but I understand because it's on Amazon's weird ad supported service freebie. <laughs> Uh, but oh, it is Amazon owns that, Travis? Uh, Free- yeah. Freeview used to be IMDb channel. Oh, right. So IMDb that's what Judge was- Judy's on now, isn't it? Yeah. Right. So IMDb channel was bought by Amazon, and they had rebranded it as Freeview. Um, and there are there's plenty of good content on that. It's just like another one of the two B Pluto kind of things. Uh, but this is, I believe, is their first original program, and they knocked it out of the fucking park. And I hope they put out more seasons because I think. Because it's on freebie, they'll be able to do at least a couple more seasons without, you know, spooking anybody. Right. But uh, before before everybody knows what the hell this is, go and check out uh, Jury Duty. Travis, uh, right one of the guys on Jury Duty, like the tall guy with the mustache, he was yeah. in that cute house YouTube video. Did I yeah. send you the cute house video? That's I've the funniest it, fucking thing ever. It's like an actual actor guy. <laughs> like these are all actors. Yeah. There's only like a couple that I've seen. I gotta send you the cute house video later. That's the I I I'm just reminded of that every now and then and I go back and watch it. It's the yeah. fucking funniest video ever. It's just a bunch of dudes talking about a cute house. I love uh, it. I it love doesn't it. sound funny when I tell you, but when you watch it. It doesn't matter. There's those specific YouTube videos <laughs> that you loved from years ago that you can revisit once in once in a while. I love those. Drunk pick of the week? Yeah, drunk's pick of the week on Netflix. They got that uh, Waco aftermath with the bad guy from Superman. Zed. Oh, is that uh, there was a Waco series? Is it a continuation of that? I think or is I, it a I'm thing? not sure. It came up on my. Oh, that's on. Uh, it's not on Netflix. It's on Showtime. <coughs> Waco. Yeah, because the. Uh, no, it showed up thing, on my Netflix algorithm. The, the thing know. that's on Netflix right now is a uh, uh, documentary series, the oh. uh, Waco aftermath. The actual fiction, the fictionalized thing with Michael Shannon, is on uh, Showtime. You oh, might. So I've right. not. I've not been able to watch it yet, and I want to. Gotcha. Well, that's my pick. Guys, we did it. Uh, check out uh, the the Curse of Wolf Mountain. It's uh, it's on demand now. Uh, and let's all agree that Kimmy Gibbler would have been an easy lay. That'll have to be like, do we do like polls anymore, Travis? How do we? Yeah, I, let's we got to engage poll. the audience. We, yeah, engage the audience. Let's do a poll. Everybody who, yeah, I mean, everybody who thinks. Guys, could you have gotten Kimmy Gibbler? You are, think? are we still doing this on this Viper episode? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, David Lipper, but. 
we need to figure out. I think Kimmy Gibbler would have been an easy lay. I'm an old man right now, but assume when I was watching it, I was a child, which I was about Kimmy Gibbler's age. <laughs> I feel like I could have bed down Kimmy Gibbler. Yeah, like we can't do the math where like 40 year old you is talking no, about no, no, banging 15 no. year old Kimmy Gibbler. So you were no. both 15 at the time. I it's was 15. fine. Right. It's fine. This is don't cancel me. I was a 15 year old right. yeah. boy when Kimmy Gibbler was 15. And, and like off. she's probably 40 now and you're 40 now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fucking my lady. Gets yeah. at me. I used to have a Mary Kate and Ashley. Right. Poster. Like fucking blow me. If you're going to like guess, cancel guess me what? for See, feelings that I have. Mary Kate and Ashley are two years younger than I am. Like fucking blow me, Travis. Like fucking blow me. If you're going to cancel me for my, feelings my, I felt as a child about other children. My wife got drunk right one night and gouged the eyes out of Mary-Kate and Ashley on my fucking Mary-Kate and Ashley poster. Did you know Wait, my you wife You had this Mary-Kate not... and Ashley po poster like recently? Yeah. Did you real? My wife, we were three episodes into, and we have seen uh, Endgame and Infinity War. She doesn't like the Marvel shit, but she likes... Anything with the Guardians in it, right? Yeah. So she's seen this Elizabeth Olsen before. We were three episodes into uh, the new Elizabeth Olsen's Olsen series when I mentioned that that's the Olsen uh, twin sister. She's like, what? So that's Mary-Kate and Elizabeth or Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. That's their younger sister. She's like, what? And then we watched the next episode, and she realized, I'm like, you see it, right? It's obvious. Yeah. She's like, yeah, but she had no idea. Oh, she didn't know Olsen that? Nope, oh. not, not, not a fucking clue. Not to be a creep, guys, but uh, check out Old Boy if you're a uh, Elizabeth Olsen fan. The uh, Old Boy remake. Actually, it, it's uh, uh, Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin, who was uh, yes. Thanos. Thanos and uh, Scarlet Witch. You can also check the, uh, I believe, uh, Marcy May Marlene. I believe you can also check that out if you're a Elizabeth Olsen fan. Fan, in quotes. Guys, we did it. I'm delivering. for listening to this installment of WFOD. Our operation is 100% independent, so your support is appreciated. We don't advertise, so we rely on word of mouth. Please take a moment to tell a friend, share a link, leave a review, or any of the other things podcasts ask you to do. The music featured in this episode is by Carl Casey at White Bat Audio. Check him out at whitebataudio.com. You can contact us with comments or questions by phone at 636 487 hand or by email at mike at wfodix.com travis at wfodix.com or drunk at wfodix.com special thanks as always to our patreon sponsors jim chadman brian kranz liquid lozenge valerie carpenter jay adson and rabbit poundings 
If you want early access to episodes, you can support the show at patreon.com slash WFODicks. Our entire catalog can be found at WFODshow.com, or you can find our feed of the latest episodes on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, iHeart, or wherever else fine podcasts are found. Check us out on social media, WFOD Show on Twitter and Instagram, WFODix on Facebook and YouTube. We will return next week, but really, we're never gone. Take care. Oh, my God.